to 24. The birth of the John of the Baptist foretold. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well on in years. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the <coughs> temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of the incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be a great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with many, with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. Many of the people of Israel, many of the people of Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of righteous, to make a ready pe to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel. How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well on in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for the five months remained in seclusion. This is the word of the Lord. Take a deep breath. Let's think about Zachariah, a priest, someone who had been obedient to God's and his commands, someone prepared to lead worship, about to burn incense the most important and intimate moment of his role as priest. Something he would only do once. 
Zechariah was to offer a prayer on behalf of his people. How might he have prepared himself for this moment? How do you think he might have felt in his body? How do you think he might have readied his mind? How do we prepare our hearts for worship when we come to church? Zechariah was righteous in the sight of God. He followed God's commands. As we come to worship God, we are invited to reflect on any mistakes we have made during the week, to repent of them and to ask God for his forgiveness. Let's think about Zachariah. He was married to Elizabeth. For years they waited, hoping for a child. They had experienced personal disappointment and public gossiping. They had given up waiting. What is something you are waiting for? Has there ever been a time where you have prayed for something for a long time? Is there something or someone you keep bringing before God? As we continue to cry out to God, what can we learn from Zechariah and Elizabeth's long obedience? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in God's holy place, and yet he questioned the angel's words, saying, how can I be sure of this? Are we surprised by his response? Or do we empathize with his confusion? When we read God's words, or see his spirit move through others, are we naturally inclined to accept or to question? Think about the promises God has made to us. Our God keeps his promises. This reading is from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thinking about Mary, 
Mary was alone when she received her visitor. She was not in the temple. She was not in the company of other priests. She was not surrounded by a group of worshippers. She was just in her home. There was no one around to notice any signs that something unusual was happening. God spoke just to her. How difficult it must have been to convince people of what she had seen. What can we learn from Mary's solitary obedience to God? Thinking about Mary, Mary was vulnerable at this time, made vulnerable by her gender, her society, her race, and now her obedience to God. God did not ignore this. He provided an older cousin who was also experiencing a miraculous pregnancy. He intervened with Mary's fiancé to protect her relationship with him. God did not leave Mary alone to bear the consequence of her obedience to him. God cared for Mary. God has not left us alone to face the challenges of obeying him. Instead, he has gifted us with a church. We are surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ. Elizabeth immediately recognized what God was doing in Mary. How can we have eyes open to see what God is doing in the lives of our church family? How can we support each other this Christmas? Who can we talk to if we need some support this Christmas? God has not left us alone. He cares for us. Uh, this reading is from Isaiah 40, verses 1 to 11. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that, she's been, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I say, and I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. 
See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arm and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that, that have young. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Remember the Israelite nation. Before all the events of Luke's gospel, they were waiting, waiting for a savior. They were used to waiting. Abraham waiting for a son, Joseph waiting for his family, family to reunite, a people enslaved waiting for rescue, Moses waiting in the desert for the promised land, a whole nation waiting to hear, hear God's voice again, waiting, knowing only God could answer their need. What are we waiting for? What changes do we want to see in our world? Where are we crying out for God to move, to speak, to change things? In your mind, name a place or situation. And after the waiting came an answer. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all the people will see it together. Even as we pray for change now, we also remember that we are waiting for Jesus to return. The wait feels long, but when he returns, he will make all things new. Isaiah talks of people who bring good news. As we come close to Christmas, we can think about how very real our good news is. A real baby born to real parents, a special baby, God's son. God who came to live among us, to be human, to know us. Who do we know who needs to hear the good news this Christmas? Who can we share it with? Lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Advent is a season of waiting. It is a time to prepare ourselves to celebrate the arrival of Jesus, both the remembrance of a baby and the hope of a returning king. How can we prepare spiritually for the season? As we decorate for the celebration, can we make time to think about welcoming Jesus into our hearts? As we tidy our homes in preparation for guests, can we make time to think about all the mess we make with our decisions for every time we don't listen to or obey God? As we clean, can we confess? As we buy gifts for each other, can we think about who we are sharing the good news of God's greatest gift? Who might need to hear some hope at this season? As we approach this very busy season, where can we find moments of waiting? To join with the example of Zechariah, Elizabeth and Mary, who had hoped and waited for the arrival of Jesus. As we reflect, let us pray together with the words on the screen. In this Advent, oh, in, in, draws us together in unity 
that our praise and worship might echo in these walls and also through our lives. In this advent of expectation, draw us together in this mission, that in hope within our song we sing and the melody of our lives. In this advent of expectation, draw us together in service, that the path we follow might lead us from a stable to a glimpse of eternity. Now we're going to have some time to wait on God. I will pray and then the band will lead us in some worship. As we wait, we can ask God to highlight us to highlight to us something he would say to us all that we have heard. Perhaps something he wants us to have a Christmas season. Let us pray. God, thank you for the example of your people who waited. Help us learn to wait for you, to be patient in waiting, to be obedient in the waiting. We acknowledge you as Lord. We wait now. Lord does not come close to your people. We are listening for you. Please meet with us.